Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We talked to Captain Pete Alex from Vision Quest Sport Fishing about Stealth Corps a few weeks ago during the virtual Great Lakes Fishing Show. Captain Pete Alex is one of the most accomplished anglers on the Great Lakes. And in this episode, he talks about how he uses Stealth Corps to catch more fish and how you can use the lessons he's learned on your boat. Let's check out the interview. Good to have you. And uh, we wanted to bring you on tonight to talk a little bit of lead core and specifically Stealth Corps. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Stealth Core is similar to a traditional lead core. Um, it has about the same dive curve curve as traditional lead cores. But probably the most unique feature about Stealth Core is it's it's a two-tone lead core, and uh, it's consisting of black and red, and they alternate alternate every 30 feet like regular lead core. But it's made of just these, just these two colors, which are, you know, black is a very low visible color. And red is is a color that dissipates as it slowly descends into the water column. So it's a really low vis line presentation versus your traditional lead cores, which have a lot of uh, high vis colors. They're meant to be seen. Well, that's probably the biggest feature about it. What is what does your kind of setup look like when you're going to go out and, and do and go out and do some trolling? Um, what do you how do you kind of get in that setup on your rods? And what does your what does your spread look like when you're running the stealth core? Well, it's going to be similar once again to a regular lead core program. You know, we we run lead core primarily when we're fishing, say, the top 50 feet of water, um, fishing high fish. Uh, a lot a lot of this is in the spring or offshore. Again, fishing high. Um, when fish start to get deeper, you know, we start going to uh, weighted steel, but it's going to be a traditional program. We're going to have either inline boards with cores or big boards pulling cores or shoot rod with lead core. We, uh, you know, one of the things we've, we've heard, we heard it last night and, and I think we'll hear a lot of it tonight, but you know, there's a lot of new anglers coming in, you know, that are, you know, maybe they're not new anglers, but they're new to, they're new to fishing on the Great Lakes. And, you know, I, I see this from a personal perspective, but, you know, when you're running segmented leg core, whether it's, you know, you've got a two color setup and a four color and a six color and an eight color and a 10 color, you know, for a small boat guy, that, that's pretty tough to manage in a, you know, in an 18 or 20 foot aluminum boat. Um, and I noticed, I noticed you've been doing more things just watching your YouTube, you know, watching your YouTube and your Facebook channel. Um, you're doing some things, you know, using snap weights, and, I, and it looks like you're you're combining that with lead core in some cases. Is is that something I'm seeing that you're that you're kind of working on right now? Correct. We're we've been using the torpedo, basically the snap weight system, and adding, especially with lead core, the two and four ounce torpedoes in conjunction with say five cores or seven cores. Um, it'll reduce the amount of rods that a guy has to carry on his boat, especially the small boat guys. Or guys just getting into it you can take a good basic five core setup which is very useful in the spring and you could use these snap torpedo weight systems which i have uh, some real, very good videos on my youtube page so it's a, it's an easy way you snap these weights on you know we snap our torpedoes on the front end of the system which is the leader end um, we put these torpedo weights on and you know we we told we'll take a five core setup and make it into a, a seven core or a nine or ten core setup just by adding the weight, not having to go get another rod out of the cabin, 
you know, invest in another big rod and reel setup, uh, you know, a $15 or $20 weight and a snap and you're, you're in business taking a five core and converting it into whatever else you want. So that's, so you're putting that on the, the leader end. You're, you're putting that between the, between the leg core and the lure is where you're actually putting that weight. Definitely. You're going to get more depth putting that weight on the front end of that assembly versus the back end of the assembly for sure. And I also think it changes the presentation. Uh, again, you can see a couple of these videos on my Facebook page. I think the presentation of having uh, the line go down and then snap weight and your lure horizontally behind it, it's more of a downrigger presentation, uh, having that weight assembly or the weight clipped onto the front of the leader versus all the way in the back end. And again, you're gonna get definitely more depth putting it in the front than the back. I think the Canadian guys do it in the back. I think Ivan does it in the back for sure. But yeah, I, you I'm know, you always hear about that the kind of the undul undulating action of leg core, and, and that that's what kind of that well, was, it, that was it, you know, when you when you fish flashers or you know spoon back there with leg core, traditionally, you know, the more line, the more current, the more variables you have back there. You know, this is going to be your presentation is going to be meandering around a little bit back there. So when you clip on a weight to the front of it. You've basically reduced that amount of meandering, I call it, sure. from that way to the back. So you've made it more of a traditional uh, presentation exactly. versus a long line presentation that's, you know, kind of doing this or your flashers are going helter skelter back there. So it cleans that presentation up. And I've I found it definitely more productive. Great. All right. That was uh, actually a question that uh, we had on, on the show. Uh, let's. Uh, so the next question here, we've got uh, Jeremy Maslowski, and he, he just wants to know specifically, what do you see as the main advantage of Stealth Core over other products, other lead core products like Suffix Advanced? Well, really, uh, other than what I already stated was, you know, the color, the, the color is more stealthy. Um, the, the lead core itself, I'm just going to read. It has, it's a resin-based coating system rather than a dye-based coating system. So the color is going to be less uh, fade-resistant in the sun day in and day out. So that is one advantage that might be over, over that product. Uh, it also has a low-stretch polyester rather than your traditional nylon sleeve. So, again, I'm not really familiar with the, the 832 suffix product, but I know this product may be similar. Um but the lead core itself is a is a bit of a different design and has different properties than you know your traditional lead cores out there. The dive depth, excuse me, the dive depth is again about the same as traditional lead core, four to five feet per color. All right, here's one from Glenn. Glenn's uh, looks like he set it up to Wilson this spring. Uh, said he's going to set up one rod with three colors and wants to know if he should go with five, six, or seven color on the other rod. Uh, three color might not be very useful in the beginning unless, again, you're going to have some weights where you can drop that presentation down. In Wilson, unless you're fishing for cohos, uh, a lot of our kings are going to be usually deeper than a three core range. Um, I would say a minimum of five core, seven core and ten core in the spring. Three core might be a little light. But again, if you're going to target you know, fish in general, you're going to poke steelhead up there. You're going to poke the occasional king up there, especially in the morning. and uh, you're going to poke some cohos up there too. But most of the guys in Wilson usually start with a five and they'll have five sevens and tens. 
All right. Uh, this one here, you've already answered kind of half of this question, but I'll give you the second half or the first half is, uh, is Stealth Core sold exclusively at Fish USA? It's sold exclusively at Fish USA in the States, and it's also sold at Grimsby Tackle in Ontario. All right, Trevor, what do you got? Um, I like the uh, quite a few uh, quite a few questions on backing material, and uh, let's see, let's see, where can I pick out a specific one? Uh, there's Gordy over on Facebook. Uh, what do you use for backer on your uh, on your salmon uh, your salmon stealth core setups? I like to use monofilament line um, if my reels have the capacity. Huh. If my reels don't have the capacity, I'll use fifty pound Power Pro or a Super Braid. But I prefer mono if my reels have enough capacity. It's easier to deal with. Um, it clips on planer board releases or rubber band releases way easier than Super Braid. Um, it's easier to deal with. It's easier to tie knots. So that is my number one preference. Uh, in situations where my reels won't have the capacity to hold a lot of backing for mono, I'll clip on, uh, I'll add about a 120-foot segment of uh, 20 or 25-pound mono and then I'll go into the super braid backing for, you know, cause it's less diameter and I could put more uh, capacity on my reels, but I always like clipping on the mono. So I find a way to get a segment of mono uh, versus attaching to a super line for sure. And, and I'll ask kind of an additional one just for my own knowledge. So what pound mono are you using and, and how often do you, how often do you go in and change it? Because I'm, I'll, I'll raise my hand as being the guy that doesn't want to pull off uh, that much mono every year because I, you know. I use I use twenty pound mono backing on Lake Erie when we're walleye and steelhead fishing. That's plenty. It gives you a little more capacity on your reels because you're not using a bulky line. Lake Ontario, um, I'll go to twenty five pound mono, but not any heavier. And how often do you change that out? Every two years. Every two years, okay. So I, I got I get a reprieve. I can go every two years. Every Most of that line's somewhat protected. It doesn't see the UV a lot. So it's not the cost of it. It's just the. It's just that's a lot of cranking, man. So it is a lot. All right, uh, we got one from YouTube here, and he'd like to know uh, how long is your leader between the core and the lure? We use mono or fluoro in the leader. Good question. Uh, I use twenty-five to thirty feet, no more than thirty feet, um, and it'll be fluorocarbon or i will use 20 feet of regular mono like 20 pound clear and i'll put a barrel swivel and a section of whatever leader i might be wanting to use you know if i'm fishing flashers i I'm, have the ability to tie on a 25 pound piece of fluoro on that section if i'm downsizing and i'm fishing spoons up high i can still take that uh inline barrel and put about a 10 or 12 foot piece of 16 pound fluoro and still have another section of 20 pound mono before I get to the leader. When we, when we go all out uh, fishing, when I know we're not going to be switching uh, leaders or leadering down or leadering up, we'll generally, you know, cut a piece of uh, fluorocarbon from the snap or snap swill all the way to the mono. Just go use all fluorocarbon. But there's always a piece of fluorocarbon uh, on the business end. All right. Uh, here's one from Aaron on Facebook, and Aaron wants to know uh, what's your favorite knot for your uh, leader off your lead core. That would be the VQ knot, Vision Quest knot. Uh, it 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 can tie. And most guys can do it within 30 seconds. It's an easy knot. Again, that knot is on my uh, YouTube page. There's a couple of videos on that knot. You know, once you do it a few times, you know, you could do that knot under 30 seconds. It's quick, easy. 
and it's really never failed me. A lot of guys use it now. But right, still, this from YouTube or very quick not. This one's from YouTube. It's Brad. He'd like to know if you're running high-speed reels with your lead core. He hears that a traditional uh, four-to-one speed may be better. Well, uh, the bigger the reels or the more lead core you have out, it's always had the good. High, it's always good to have high-speed reels. You know, the more cranking you're going to do, so the higher-speed reels that you can get, the better you are for sure. All right, my favorite part of these shows is when uh, captains <laughs> chime in and they have something smart, alecky to say. Oh boy. Uh, the Jackie wants to know if Colton is paying his fair share in gas yet. Not yet. But, Rick, you did a great job with your electronics presentation. You're getting gray, though. You've gotten gray. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes, sir. All right, we, heard, we heard from Brad on the reels. Uh, Steve would like to know uh, what's your favorite rod, what are your lead core rods? I use, uh, on my walleye rods, I'll use a 7-foot uh, Shimano medium light. Uh, the big guy rods up in Lake Ontario, I use the, the Taloras again, but the bigger Taloras that are designed for copper slash lead core when I'm using like 10 cores. Uh, when I'm when I'm downsizing, you know, brown trout fishing again, we'll use those seven foot medium lights on Lake Ontario as well. But Kings, we like the Talora, uh, the heavier duty copper slash lead core rods. All right. Uh... Looks like Donnie over on Facebook. Donnie asks, uh, after all your colors out, how much backing do you let out to get the maximum motion in your lure? That's a good question. We typically don't let more than 100 feet out, um, especially for fishing them off uh, side planer boards, you know, the big boards. But typically, 100 feet, uh, I think, gets you the maximum uh, depth out of your lead cores. You know, if we're trying to Get those lead cores, say if I'm using a 10 core and I'm trying to get that in the upper upper 40s or upper 30s, I should say, you know, we're, we would choke that up and, and maybe tie it or connect it right to the knot, the connection between the backing and the lead core, you know, to get that thing a little more uh, in the upper water column. But typically, if we're trying to achieve the max, we're going to dump a, a good 100 foot of backing into the drink. Uh, Jim Mass, uh, what do you calculate for depth when you add the snap weights to your lead core? I've been running max on there. I think, yeah. I've run. I've been running weight on the on the front end of presentations for probably twenty five years, and uh, a good rule of thumb is going to be about four feet per ounce. Again, that's putting that weight on the front end of your presentation, not on the back end. But about four foot per ounce is what you're going to add of depth. And and what's what what speed would you say that's at, Pete? I mean, you you calculate speed into that too, or? Yeah. That's a good question, Trevor. I'm going to say that's your average trolling speed, your your spoon speed. You know, if you're a one guy and you're going to pull harnesses, uh, you're going to get more than four foot per ounce. But if you're, you know, that two 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 to two five two six, figure four foot per ounce. Gotcha. We keep a close eye on you, Pete. We uh, we got some spies over there making sure that uh, we know what you're doing. Looks like you've been putting a lot of videos up on YouTube over on your YouTube channel. What what's going on there? Uh, really, just. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's, it's that, you know, I got a lot of energy, especially this time of year. Uh, we're not fishing. Um, you know, we've got other things going on and uh, I've got, you know, 17,000 photos and videos on my iPhone and thought it was a really good way to take a lot of that stuff and put it into, you know, one and a half to four minute videos and post those that really will help a lot of anglers. It's, it's showing you what I do on the back of my boat, what I believe in. 
what I've been successful for. So it's really a tool for people to to take advantage of. If they pick a couple tips up from watching those, great. Um, if you think it's malarkey, that's great too. But uh, really, it's just to share, you know, thirty some years of trolling experience uh, on Lake Erie and Lake Ontario and, and put it out there. I know I've uh, I know I learned I learned more than a little uh, on a couple of days on Pete's boat. So, so uh, I'm gonna I want like to bring up one thing. I know uh, the clock's ticking here. You know, the, the big advantage I think of Stealth Corps. For, for me, it's not it's not your traditional morning program. You know, where fish are biting, the sun's not up, uh, the fish are in a biting mood. You know, you sloppy guys can catch fish. We all catch a lot of fish during the low light um, periods, whether it's evening or mornings. But you know, where I think the the stealth core really shines, and I I know I've fished side by side with guys over the years, whether it's Lake Ontario or Lake Erie for walleyes, guys who are running traditional lead core, and we're running, you know, a totally different lead core, low vis presentation. And we beat them every time, pretty much every time, side by side. And under these conditions, though, you know, when, when we're having these tough, you know, high sun, midday, the bite's gotten tough. It's a grind. You know, the, the light penetration is going, you know, through the water, affecting your baits, you know, illuminating these high vis lead cores and you got your bait, you know, 30 feet behind it and you're running multiple lines per side advantage lead core for sure. We've seen it. Um, there's a lot of really good tournament anglers, you know, Tom Allen from atomic runs it prime time Pete from up at the East end, uh, Richard Jecky, a firm believer in lead core. So, you know, again, that's where it really shines. Some guys might say it doesn't make a difference. Um, you know, guys have the same argument for, fluorocarbon lines right ah uh, we don't need them ah uh, they're great you know but you fish enough you fish enough in tough conditions compared to other guys doing the opposite and you kind of know what works and what doesn't work um again so this is this product has proven itself uh, i've proven it side by side with other guys i'm a firm believer in it again morning conditions where you know the fish are biting it doesn't matter i think a lot of things don't matter when fish are sloppy and the bite's good but it's that I need to grind out two or three more fish to get my box or for a tournament. And uh, I feel way more confident having, you know, a low vis presentation like my leg core in the water versus, you know, a guy pulling uh, a higher vis multiple line presentation in the same water I'm fishing. Awesome. Great stuff. Captain Pete, Alex, I appreciate you coming on and joining us tonight, uh, taking the time out. Uh, uh, always good to talk to you and always good to get some information from you. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.